0: Hi, this is Theo, and you are listening to a special edition of Between Two Trains. This week, we bring you all the candidates for Shambly City Council. And now, Between Two Trains. All right, we're back here on another Between Two Trains. My name is Van Pappas, and I have with me right now Leslie Robeson, who is the current Councilwoman for District 2 in Shambling is up for re-election. Leslie, welcome to Between Two Trains. How are you? I am. I'm great. So let's start off first by um, asking, making sure that our listeners know, council is a part-time gig. We know that. A lot of us know that, but some don't. Um, You have a real job that you work uh, when you're not uh, helping the city. Tell us about what your profession is.
1: I am a landscape design installation person, and I work. I have my own company. I am, I have some uh, independent labor that I employ sometimes, but I am a business of one. Business one. That's
0: so entrepreneur, I love it.
1: I do it all. We
0: might need to do this interview again just <laughs> for your business once the election is done. Let's talk about. So you've been on council now twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve years. When did you actually move to Shambly? It was before 12 years ago, obviously. How long have you been in Shambly? Six
1: weeks after the Olympics, 96.
0: 96, so you've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. What prompted your decision 12 years ago to say, hey, I'm going to, you've already been living in Shambly for a number of years before that. What prompted the decision to say, hey, I want to run for local office at that time?
1: Well, Shambly was coming up on its First centennial, or not first, because it is our first, we're still in our first centennial um, celebration, and we were, uh, there was a call for volunteers to help with the taste of Chambly, which was what was decided to be the birthday celebration, if you will. And I attended, I wanted to get involved, and um, I, some of the uh, back and forth between the people that were putting it on and the people that had volunteered was. Uh, Not disturbing to me, but I kind of felt like Chambly was a bit living in the past. And so I thought to myself, you know, Chambly's too good to to be like that. Chambly needs to change. We need to come into the present and and think about the future. And that's why I got involved. And then um, I was asked to run by Art Bear, who was vacating his seat, I think, because he had taken a job with the state and therefore could not. Hold the position um, in a municipal government working for the state. So he and his wife asked me to run, and that clinched it for me.
0: That's, that did it. Mm-hmm. So, what, uh, going back even further to 96, when you said you moved to Shambly, I've lived in Atlanta my entire life. There's a lot of different great places. Why, why did you locate in Shambly over, say, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody, or any of the other? Uh, Part of
1: it was price. My husband and I had been uh, looking at buying houses and, you know, we looked all around the Ponce de Leon area and Little Five Points and, and down there and it was so hard to get there and to get out of there, number one. So we said, well, we can't do this. We, we, we can't live down here in the middle of all this and, and not be able to come and go as, as we really would like to. Traffic's a, a nightmare down here. So I engaged a uh real estate agent and I told her that my price was $100,000 and she, she, brought, you to she brought me to Shamley. Well, mm-hmm. she took us to a few places and I realized that one of the most one of the important things to me was to not feel like I had to go through ugliness to get to my home, mm-hmm. you know. And so we looked at a few homes, and I didn't really like the location and all that kind of stuff. And then she pulled me up into the driveway of my present home, and I just thought... This is it. I can entertain the thought of living in this house for five minutes until she tells me how much it costs. <laughs> it was a little bit over my price range, but I was willing to do it. Yeah.
0: Well, we know that the, price, the house pricings have gone up mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. We're going to talk a little bit later on this episode about... Uh, that. I have some questions uh, about that. But let's turn our attention to the business community. As you know, I'm very passionate about our local business community, Chamber of Commerce and all that. And you and I have had this conversation many times, but uh, I want to ask it anyways. Do you think Shambly is business friendly?
1: I think that Shambly has become more business friendly. I think that when I first got on the council, um, I heard the complaints from the business community, really more so from the development community, about how hard it was to uh, to get permits in the city of Chamblee, and so that's something that I and the whole council has worked on for the past 12 years, and I think we've made great strides. Um, I did not like hearing how hard it was and how complicated it was. I, I don't think that we're perfect yet, but we've made things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And a lot more equitable, I think. Yeah. Well, there's
0: definitely a lot of development going on right now. So something you know, has changed mm-hmm. for all this development. But with all that development, we're obviously seeing that land price valuations are going up and commercial land values going up is causing commercial rents to go up. So with this creating the marketplace where there are more challenges for the small mom and pop to be able to afford, you know, a place. Do you feel that the city has any obligation to try to help deal with those rising rents? Because you know, these mom and pops have been the backbone for multiple decades of our city, but we're starting to see them say, "Hey, I might have to move out." What is your feeling on?
1: I don't like the word obligation because I don't, I don't think that that's um, realistic. But I do think that the city can encourage. Um, developers we are asking for a lot of retail commercial space from our developers on ground floor and uh, for, for good reason you know we we want to be the city that you can live work eat play shop here and not have to leave and you can get everything that you need hopefully within walking distance but if not so then within a very short distance of where you live that being said I I personally and I think everybody on the uh, council and staff too, sees the danger in becoming nothing but a uh, a city with a lot of the same old franchises that are all over the place. And and that's, while of course we like having those, uh, our personality is in our mom and pops. Mm-hmm. And our personality is, is also in, in our small, other small businesses, not just mom and pop retail, but commercial. Our lawyers need uh, you know, office space, and not all lawyers command $695 an hour. Um, so they need to have affordable office space as well. Um, I don't think it's just a matter of coming up with affordable office space, I think that it's a matter of weighing everything that it takes to make having a business here affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one of the things that the city is doing because of all the development and the development that we've encouraged and that we have changed our UDO to m- better meet the needs of is going to provide a lot more clientele for our retail businesses and and commercial businesses. And hopefully with the influx of office space that we've got coming, hopefully, um, there will be more jobs and there'll be better jobs. So. I think that some of the problem with mom-and-pop businesses is that they have not had a clientele for a while. You know, Chambly, we, we hit a lull for a good long time, mm-hmm. and, um, and some of the businesses that were here, like the antiques business, was really dependent on the movie industry, and that went away before it came back. And, and so, you know, they sort of went out of favor, went out of style. And I don't know that that's something that can come back to Shambly, but, but we value our mom and pops. And I, and I for one, want to see them. I, I think the creativity that they bring is, is instrumental in, in making, giving Chambly its own personality.
0: Let's continue the conversation about commercial areas, specifically in the downtown area. And we know that we have a, a bit of a parking problem throughout downtown so what transportation alternatives do you see as the best solutions to that problem
1: well i'm gonna back you up on that one because we don't have a parking problem per se in downtown Uh Really? yeah we don't um it's not like decatur it's not like uh, i can only compare to decatur because i don't really drive other places but um however we're going to have one soon and i when i look at the development that's coming our way we've got parking garages that are uh being included in some of these developments so i think that that's that's a big deal you know we've talked about um metered parking spaces and that may be something that needs to happen eventually but again right now it doesn't I, there are small areas that have parking problems especially with the development of the SLX project and the ATIVA project Um, unfortunately that's really not a lack of parking spaces as much it is as it is enforcing that uh, the parking on street parking the way that we need to enforce it which is to not allow the construction workers to take up all the parking spaces Mm
0: -hmm. what about these electric scooters we've seen you know from a transportation standpoint, we've seen other communities implement electric scooters, where you come down on it? Because, you know, there's people who love it, and then there are people who think it's a big hassle.
1: Well, they look like they're an awful lot of fun. However, I, I can see they do. <laughs> are you going to get on one? I, I would, absolutely, I would get on one. Although okay. I've, I've seen some people get on them, and they kind of wobble. Make sure and you that's, don't break a hip or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put my seatbelt and helmet on first. Right. But I don't think that we have the, the proper... Um, lanes for them you know they're not they're not safe on sidewalks they they go too fast they don't uh we haven't regulated them in that you've got to be got a driver's license to drive one um we also don't we don't have the room because shambly is built out we do not have the room to put in 10 foot wide sidewalks and add another lane for that type of transportation and really and truly scooters do not mix with people on uh, on foot They don't really even mix that much with people on bicycles because they don't – I've I've watched them. I've watched the people that ride them, and and they just weave in and out, and they're a lot more dangerous than bicycles.
0: Should we have specific drop-off points for things like Uber and and Lyft? I know some communities are building specific parking spaces that are only for uh, Uber drivers. Do we need that? We absolutely –
1: we are going to need that in the future. Mm -hmm. We're going to need it uh, very soon in the future i think though that with the parking decks that are being built now especially with the two projects that i mentioned i think that their uh, just inside their parking deck is going to be the proper place for uber but yeah absolutely we do need to include drop-off lanes i think that those are probably more important even in taxis because i think more people take uber than and lift and taxis yeah.
0: yeah especially the younger
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and that, by the way, I mean, the whole need for parking is going to change. And, and we don't know for sure how, but it is going to change because of Uber and Lyft, because of the autonomous shuttle that we are blessed to be able to um, be one of the uh, cities to try it out and, you know, find out if it's for us.
0: Well, we mentioned the younger demographic a second ago, I mentioned it, and we, we're seeing a lot more younger people come and move to, um, to Chambly. And turning to now the value of houses, you mentioned you, you came to Chambly in 96 because it was affordable now we know that houses the prices you know even in your neighborhood have gone dramatically up and you know the question is you know can some of us that live here even afford a house if we were to buy it today but um i've noticed as a financial planner that that young population is looking at the rise of these house values as a good thing because they're trying to build their net worth for the first time and they see when their house goes up by a hundred thousand dollars their net worth goes up. But then we have you and I, the older population, who we start to get into a situation where we see the house value is just an increase in our property taxes. What solutions do you support and think we should do to not only increase the property values while also ensuring that our senior citizen population, our affordable housing population is not priced out?
1: That is I know question. that was a long question. <laughs> it's, it's one that I, I ponder all the time, considering my age, but also just considering my constituency and, and what I've seen not just in Chambly but across the United States, and I don't even want to talk about any other country but the United States right now. I first started hearing about it in relationship to New York City, um, that the, the, the service people can't live close to where they work, I don't mean military service. I mean the people that are your uh, dry cleaner operators that clean your houses, that pump the gas, that the do... Mechanics, the mechanics. mechanics and uh, all of that stuff. The, your policemen, your firemen. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think many of our own policemen can afford... One. We've got one. Well, but isn't he getting subsidized?
1: Well, and and so that's part of the solution. Yeah. And and uh, a lot of apartment complexes subsidize. They like having a policeman sure. live there. Sure, they get them reduced Sure. Uh, I think we also give um, some. Well, number one, we we have started take-home cars, which is really very helpful. I think um, because that's you don't have to pay for your car. Um, as a policeman, we don't employ yeah, firemen. You're not going yeah. to everyone take home yeah, a car. No. no. <laughs> Can I sign up for that? No, really, really, I think that. Um, you, you, Increasing density and I know that people don't I know there are a lot of people that don't like this Especially the people that are have lived in Chamley for a long time, and they remember it feeling like you know a, a little bit of the country if you will and that you know We all had space and privacy and traffic wasn't as bad and all that stuff, but It's coming and therefore we have to figure out how we can make it work and not be horrible useless cheap falling apart fire hazards, etc. So we allow for more density, greater density. We are now allowing for smaller footprint size on apartments and, and condos. Um, we are allowing for more density even in our townhome. We didn't used to have an NR3 designation, which is the smallest lot that you can put a house on, Neighborhood Residential 3. Um, we're probably going to look at uh, start even passing some uh zoning for cluster homes and things like that um but it, essentially it really is an increased density mm-hmm. and and we are looking into affordable house, housing uh, solutions as well there's a, there's a lot of different ones but we actually have two senior housing complexes that uh, mercy housing that are uh they were built by nonprofit and they are subsidized senior living. We also have a, uh, an apartment complex called the Roslyn that Roslyn Carter herself uh, championed to be built that is for veterans with problems. And their rent is two hundred fifty five dollars, $250 a month and includes their utilities. And they also get some psychiatric help yeah, as well. That's awesome. So, we're not, not doing anything, not only that, but, but our police have a, um, an organization that, and they choose an apartment com- one apartment complex every month to go. It's a voluntary organization for apartment managers and owners to belong to, um, but they have to submit to being um, inspected once a month, I mean once a year. Uh, and be made sure that they are um, their apartments are up to code, that they are not evicting people because people are telling on them because they've got, you know, rats or, you know, falling in ceilings and stuff like that. So we do protect our uh, people that live in a, in the apartments, some of which are affordable by today's standards. They're maybe not by twenty five years ago standards, but by today's standards. I um, think that I think mass transportation. I, we're lucky that we have MARTA station because that is a way that our service people can live in f- further out from expensive real estate and still get in to work. So
0: if you were reelected, what would be your focus that, for the next four years? What would you want to say, hey, this is what I really want to focus on?
1: My main, my my most favorite thing to focus on is the arts, and I really want to bring that to Chambly. Um I think that arts and culture. I'm not just talking about somebody picking up a brush and painting a painting. There's dance. There's uh, theater. There's there's so many different ver- versions of it. But but it also is something that is. Uh, unique to cultures, to, uh, different cultures, and and we have we are an international city, and I think that that is a way that we can really bridge a gap that exists, uh, a gap that is based on mistrust coming from both sides. I don't speak your language; you don't speak my language. How do I know I can trust you? How do you know you can trust me? I think that the Buford Highway, uh, real uh, retail people are very skeptical of the English-speaking people in the city of Shamley because they don't understand us and they think that we would like to see them priced out of, out of their uh, their locations. And that is so far from the truth. So I, I would like to see that gap bridged. That's, that's a big one. And I think that that goes together with affordable housing and uh, inclusiveness.
0: So we're almost out of time, but I want to um, end with allowing you the opportunity to express to the listeners why you should be their representative of City Council for Chamblee.
1: I have been on the council for 12 years. I have been involved in in bringing this city into the present, uh, deeply involved in it, and we have come a long way since uh, 12 years ago. And a lot of my dreams, with the help of my fellow council members and their, their dreams too, are are just perched on the edge of coming to fruition. And I really, really would like the opportunity to see that through. Because it is it, that's why I got involved in city council in the first place. I saw the potential here.
0: Well, Leslie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck in November. We'll be watching closely to see... What the outcome is, and again, thanks for coming on between two trains.
1: Thank you, Van. Thanks for the opportunity.